Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. like video games? Do you like music? Do you like video game music? Then join the Washington Metropolitan Gamers Symphony Orchestra on Twitch. Each week we feature a game the orchestra has performed music from. Our arranger guests will chat about their process, their inspirations, and why game music is so awesome. Check us out every Sunday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at twitch.tv slash WMGSO. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 69 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I'm really excited to be joined today by the people behind Fanbase Press, Barbara and Bryant Dillon. How are you guys today? We're good. Thanks so much for having us, Joe. Yes, thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, my listeners don't know that they know you. But I think by now they have uh, heard of you several times because you've been uh, the wonderful people that have gotten us in contact with the people who created Kinsey and Penguins vs. Possums right. and um, Kiro Hotel, and I'm missing one. Gamma Gals, I think. Yeah, Did Gamma you? Gals with Stefano. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So thank you uh, for sending them all our way because they've been very fun interviews. Of course. Thank you for your support. We always love to uh, get the word out about our creators and their projects. So we're so honored that you would be interested in them and that you would share them with your listeners as well. Well, absolutely. And I figured since um, since they were such wonderful people and I had such a good time interviewing them, I said, well, let's turn around and interview the guys behind the curtain because you guys have a very interesting and exciting business that I think people would be very interested in. Well, thank you. We we appreciate it immensely. We love doing it uh, and we're just honored to, to chat with you and your listeners about it. Well, why don't we dive right in to get to know you a little bit better. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, we, uh, we both originally, uh, come from Pennsylvania. We moved to Los Angeles, uh, over 10 years ago. And, uh, uh, we, we had very different backgrounds, I guess. We were, we were working in Hollywood at the time. Um, and, uh, basically, uh, had, uh, found some frustration on, on projects not, not seeing, uh, seeing themselves through people dropping out, whatever. Uh, 
so we decided we wanted to basically uh, start running our own projects and and uh the long story short a short film led to our uh first comic book uh creation as a uh as a publisher and uh it was going to be a marketing uh, technique for the fi- or a uh, tactic for the film and uh that just the, the comic book sort of overtook our lives. The art was fantastic. Uh, we just really loved the process. We started going to conventions and really loved, uh, sort of what geek culture was, was going through at the time. It, it, there was a lot of things going on in comics at the time that were really exciting. The Marvel Cinematic Universe was just starting at that point. Um, genre entertainment was sort of blowing up on TV with, uh, Game of Thrones beginning and things like that. And, uh, and so we, we've always been fans, but this, uh, this provided us sort of a opportunity to start publishing, uh, our stories and then eventually, uh, other stories that people, uh, submitted to us. And, um, at the same time, you know, like we, we needed to build a audience for these, these projects while they were being created. So. Um, I don't, Barbara, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So one of the things that I love to do, uh, even back when I was working in Hollywood is to help other creators to do what they love. And so we, uh, saw an opportunity with our company to not only create our own stories and help creators through our publishing company, but to promote and give a platform and a voice to other creators with whom we were not working uh, just to get their voice out there, to share their stories with our readers and our audience. Um, so uh, another aspect to our company is that we support other creators through daily reviews, interviews, podcasts. We have a whole podcast network uh, through which we support those creators and, and get the word out. So it's been really an honor to meet so many other creators and give an opportunity for them to share their work through our company as well. That's so cool. So awesome. Um, <laughs> as far as uh, as your geekiness goes, what do you guys like? What are you guys into? You go ahead. Go sure. Ahead. <laughs> um, we're, well, we're pretty geeky. We like a lot of different things. Um, I'm a huge, uh, well, we both are. We're huge Hunger Games fans, more the, the book series than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my biggest thing. But we watch a lot of TV. I grew up watching a lot of like 80s and 90s TV sitcoms and 80s movies, so um, just an unhealthy amount of television. I feel like I've consumed <laughs> throughout my life. Um, but uh, comics, uh, movies, TV, pretty much everything we will consume it. Yeah, uh, we, we were pretty big in the right now. Star Wars is is really big for us. Uh, we really loved Clone Wars, and we're devouring Rebels. I mean, all the new films coming out, and uh, I know because it just passed on on Friday. We got to mention. I mean. We're both pretty big Buffy fans. Uh, we've got some Buffy comic art on the walls, plenty of, plenty of experiences, you know, interviewing, uh, people that have been connected to the comics or the, or the films. And that's always super exciting for us. And, uh, and Barbara won't mention it because she's a little too humble, but I will say that they're, we're pretty obsessive with Hunger Games fans to the point <laughs> that like before the films came out, we, uh, we got together with some other fans of the, uh, of the books and, uh, that we knew from our creative backgrounds in, in theater and, and, uh, in Hollywood. And, and we put together a, uh, audio drama adaptation, uh, online called the Katniss Chronicles. It's fully cast. Um, there's over 70 episodes. It's all free to download. So if people want to check that out, definitely, uh, if you're a Hunger Games fan or you never, even if you never quite got it, uh, it's a very close adaptation to the book. So we'd recommend checking it out. That's very cool. 
Very neat. Is there any areas where you you guys are just not not so much into it? Your geekitude is low, and and it's not Doctor something you remove who. yourself from the conversation. Yeah, Doctor Who. We've we just, haven't dived in yet. I think I've seen bits and pieces of episodes, but I've never watched a full episode. Mm-hmm. And we know um, like some of the mythology, but only in the most basic terms, I right. would say. And then for me, um, <coughs> video games. Uh, I have a, an awareness of some. Sure. Like I, growing up, I have an older brother, so I would be a professional video game watcher. I was uh-huh. really <laughs> great at watching video games. Uh, but my eye-hand coordination, I will fully admit, that is not the greatest. <laughs> so um, the the capability of doing like a first-person shooter, like a Halo, where you have to both look up and down and around and shoot at the same time, is just not humanly possible for me. So, but I, I'm aware of a lot of video games, but I just have not played or interacted with games. So that's, yeah. that's my downfall. <laughs> a lot of what people don't realize that it's a, it's a fun experience to watch other people play video games. If you haven't had a chance to just sit back and watch somebody who's really good at playing video games, it's, it's fun. Totally. I well, definitely agree. And these days, the video games... Um, again, I don't have a, a ton of experience either because I, we don't have a ton of time to play video <laughs> games. But uh, but the ones that I've experienced uh, recently, I guess the most recent one would be like Alien Isolation. The, there's they're so cinematic these days that watching them is a whole different you know thing than than maybe watching someone play Super Mario and and like slightly change the uh, the pattern of, of how to get past the next level or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. more of a, a, a storytelling experience these days. Yeah, I remember spending an entire either winter break or spring break in college watching my brother play um, Prince of Persia. Sure. Because it's a very cinematic with a very fluid movement and everything, and we just, like, I just watched him, like, he's like, do you want to turn? I'm like, no, <laughs> you're doing fine. <laughs> Keep it up. You're doing a great job, Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Any other areas? Just not so much. Um, we haven't we haven't jumped into a Attack of Titan on Titan. I know that was a big That's thing true. for a lot of our contributors at the time. We haven't. We are probably the last people in the world that haven't watched Stranger Things. That's true. Uh, yeah. So we, we we plan on doing it eventually. We just ha- we haven't got to that. I know that poor Barb did not. Make yeah, it we know we've that's... been spoiled a little bit, but that's fine. We we get spoiled about a lot of stuff given yeah. that we talk about it. So. It's it's really funny. I feel like I am peripher- peripherally aware mm-hmm. of a lot of content just because uh with yes. the uh sort of the more press side of our company, um as the editor in chief, I read every single one of the reviews and interviews and articles that our staff post. Um, for copy editing purposes, but, um, so I, even if I've not read or watched or interacted with something, I'm aware, <laughs> I feel like I've experienced <laughs> it through, um, their perspective. So I, I, I feel like I have that benefit of just being like tangentially aware. <laughs> right. Well, and then, I mean, every, every Monday we, uh, release a podcast too, where we discuss like what's going on this week in geek. So we discuss a lot of like top geek stories or things like that on a weekly basis. So we try to keep our, uh, you know, our finger on the pulse of geekdom. (laughs) (laughs) Now, would you say hunger games is your favorite fandom or is there something else there that's kind of lurking in the background that you always uh, go back to? I think it's a tie between for me, at least for the hunger games book series and star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What about you? I Hi. didn't know Star Wars meant that much to you. I'm, I'm, I'm really into wow. the Star Wars. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I actually forgot to mention uh, one fandom that's huge <laughs> in our in our apartment and lives. Um, 
I'm like obsessed with the alien series. I've been like that for since like fifth or fourth grade. Um, but like, I guess for me, it would be a tie between like, uh, my three, uh, heroines. I guess it would be Ripley, you know, Katniss and Buffy. Those, those series just kind of make up my life. So. That's not very, very good choices. <laughs> I agree with them all. <laughs> Um, is there anything that isn't uh, very popular that you guys are just into and you think everybody needs to, to dip their toe, toes into that pool? Oh, yeah. There, there is something that we both of us are a fan of that almost everyone else isn't. What is that? <laughs> Alien 3? Alien 3, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's my favorite of the films, interestingly enough. I just feel like the the tone... I'm really into uh, darker, more personal stories, and I feel like that's Alien 3 to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the performances are amazing, and just even the the story of how that film came together and the different iterations of the script were really fascinating. Um, but I, I actually had a different one. Oh, go ahead. Um, so there was this uh, 80s Canadian <laughs> tele- made-for-television movie called The Worst Witch, and it starred Feruza Balk and Tim Curry, and it was Hogwarts before Tim Hogwarts. Tim Curry was a guest star. He was a guest star. But uh, <laughs> it was Hogwarts before Hogwarts, and it was about this little girl um, who just no one liked, and she wasn't, she, you know, wasn't coordinated, and she wasn't good at anything, um, but uh, she went to a school for girls that were witches. And uh, Tim Curry guest starred and had this amazing um, music video-style song in the middle <laughs> And music video for the times. For the times. <laughs> um, but it's amazing, and it actually, it was like my fandom, my way into witchcraft of why I loved it so much, bef- well before Harry Potter. So when Harry Potter came out, I was like, oh, you're trying to be like the worst witch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst witch. And it's, it's, ter- it's like 80s terrible, but it's so amazing. And it's, I grew up watching it a million times, wishing that I went to a school for witches. So... That I wish that everyone loved it. I know when Halloween comes out, um, everyone always posts the music video, which is called Anything Can Happen on Halloween. So uh-huh. if you yeah. search that, you'll find it. And it's if you're, Yeah, even if you're not going to watch the film, it's Just worth watch watching uh, <laughs> Tim, Tim Curry's Curry. music video. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember watching Worst Witch every Halloween growing up. Like, that was... Oh, okay. Yes, absolutely. Remember, this was Charlotte Ray playing two yes, characters? Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And and having watched the Facts of Life, I was like, this is all of my my favorite things coming together. Yes, no, I I highly approve. And yes, if you haven't seen Worst Witch this this Halloween, make sure that that gets onto <laughs> oh, the yes. the list because remedy just, that. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. <laughs> all right, well, we're gonna move on to how we kept it geek this week. Sweet. Um, I have been, uh, as I've mentioned on previous shows, trying to get my mind around possibly doing an actual play podcast and um, and running a, a game, and and so I have been looking into. I finally got into the story side of of creating a um a, a RPG that I can run with friends. Oh, and, awesome. Yeah, and, and so I, I haven't had time to put pen to paper, as it were, but um, I, I finally got the concept as, okay, this is how I think I'm going to structure it so that everybody gets a chance to do what they need in, in the game. So it's starting to come together. It's it's a lot of, I have, as I've mentioned on previous shows, a, a considerable commute, and so that's a, a good little background thing to have in the back of my mind, <laughs> all the fun little uh, ideas of, oh, this could be a good 
plot point, oh, this would be a fun thing to put in there. So hopefully as, as spring break gets closer, I'll be able to actually sit down and, and formulate that into some sort of structure. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. And then the big thing is yesterday, my friends and I sat very patiently and waited for um, our chance to get Comic-Con tickets. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and, and we've I've been going for easily over 20 years. And um, I, I went back in the day when it was like 60 bucks for the entire weekend. And right. you'd go in and order your tickets for the following year, and you were done, and then you enjoyed the weekend. And Remember how easy that used to be? You'd just go up and be like, I want to come again next year. And <laughs> yeah, and it became kind of like a, a pilgrimage for my friends and I. It's like we do it, we, we may be all over the place during the, the regular year, but as soon as, as Comic-Con hits, we know, okay, we're, we're all planning to be there. And there's been years that people haven't been able to go, but um, but for the most part, we've, we've made that kind of our, our summer thing. And as I was saying, we, we do the same thing every year. We have our... Um, our spouses' tickets, you know, for the the re-registration. Um, so each of us has two computers open, ready to go, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we have like a, a Google Chat um, window open, and we're sitting there, and I just I said I forget every year how stressful this has become. Oh yeah, yes. You go into it going, oh, it's no big deal. I'll, you know, if I don't get tickets, it's not. and then as as you get closer, you know, as it takes off at like. 9.05 and they say, all right, we're starting to move people into the the registration. And then you just get that pit in your stomach of, oh, God, it's been 20 minutes now and I haven't gotten in. I'm not going to get tickets this year. Oh, no. And I, I think it's it's one of those things where it's like when it finally happens and we don't get tickets, we're going to be like – it's like the first time you ding a car, like yeah. a brand new car. It's like, all right, it's over. <laughs> We've experienced it. Did, did you get tickets? We did get tickets. We, oh, good. Okay. Yeah, nice. and we we got tickets for everybody. For I mean, there was one year that I think I got like a Thursday ticket because that's all that was left. Sure. But um, but we actually got um, I I can only go Thursday through Saturday this year. But I got those tickets. They got the four day passes. So nice. So it ended up working out. Excellent. Nice. Excellent. Yeah, we attend. Uh, we used to attend each year only as press, and we do a lot of interviews while we're there uh, with other creators. Um, but for the past few years, we've had a, a table there. Um, I don't, we actually, I don't think we'll have a table there this year. Uh, we're on a wait list. We so are we're on waiting the wait list. patiently. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see. I don't know how that happened. I think that there's a new process through which, which is a wonderful idea. They're trying to get new, new blood and new creators into the small press area, which is wonderful, except if you're one of those people who they put on the wait list. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> So, but we'll still be there um, doing press. So, uh, but we're looking forward to it. Yeah, well, very much. Really so. cool. Well, we'll have to find a way to to meet up for even if it's just for five minutes to say hi. Oh, yes. That that's, that's the other thing that I think we like about Comic Con is that it's it so many people we know kind of end up there every year mm-hmm. that uh, it gives us a chance to catch up with friends that that we don't see on a regular basis. So definitely. But that was about it for me. It's been <laughs> it's been two weeks of of. I'd say over 20 hours of commute. I don't know what happened in L.A. this last uh, couple of weeks. The traffic has been terrible. Okay, so it's not just me. No, no. The traffic is terrible. It gets longer and longer each morning. I don't know what's going on. Okay, because usually I can get into work in about an hour and a half, and I've had two-hour and 45-minute drives in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's been awful. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. On behalf of delay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just we we can commiserate because we're we're LA people, so. Exactly. <laughs> All right. What about you guys? What have we done this week? Well, um, we uh, definitely celebrated the uh, 20th anniversary of Buffy. We got together with some friends, and uh, they have a project a projector, so we watched the uh, the two part. Uh, series premiere um and that was that was always i mean i feel like it's always fun revisiting buffy and and it was cool to see such an outpouring from fans and all the the creators and cast behind the uh the series this week so i think that was that was a lot of fun um what else have we been working on last weekend we got to see logan which which was was fantastic fantastic um and i don't know this week has been kind of busy because we've had a lot of we have a lot of releases coming up this week and the following week uh, for our comics. Yeah. So it's, it's been comic-related. We've, <laughs> we've been fitting stuff in there, yeah. though. In that. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually, after this podcast, I'm going to go see Kong Skull Island, so uh, yeah. check that out. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> just trying to keep up with the movie releases, <laughs> I guess. This tends oh, to be I, a very busy time of year, so it is kind of hard to fit in those little moments of is. geekiness. I get really excited. It's it's been hard for us to consume media as of late, but I get really excited when we can watch like 15 minutes of a we're finishing Deep Space 9 yes. season 7 for the first time. So, if we get to watch like 15 minutes of an episode, I'm super psyched. <laughs> <laughs> we're setting the bar high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, very good. Well, then why don't we transition into what is keeping you so busy right now because you guys have uh, you t- talked a little bit about it at the beginning, but you've created a a publishing company that that is really focused on independent artists and and from from our experience very very good people and i think that's the thing that i've i've been most impressed is every time i've uh, i've interviewed one of your uh sets of creators they're just like we feel like they're instant friends they're just they they're so friendly they're so positive and so uh tell us about how you got all these wonderful people together Sure. Well, first, thank you. That's very kind of you. We we love working with all of our creators. They're super wonderful. And I think that's the benefit of having started our company is being able to choose the people that we work with and the content that they create. And uh, it just creates a, a really positive environment, which is really important for us as creators and in creating an audience as well. Um, but we've been publishing for uh, just going on seven years now. Um, and we started with... Uh, more horror-themed titles um, called Something Animal and Identity Thief, uh, both of which Bryant wrote and Something Animal, which was co-written by Sam Rhodes, who was one of our, our founding members of the company. Um, and uh, we we loved creating graphic novels. We were comic book fans, so there was a love to the creation process. Um, and uh, basically, for the past few years, we had done one graphic novel per year, uh, but after those two, we started ex- accepting submissions. And so we were really honored that people would want to choose to publish through us. But it was really important that we do, uh, starting with the ARCs, uh, that we do creator-owned properties. So um, it's really important that we have all of the rights maintained with the creators, that we support their work and their voice and provide them a platform to really practice their art. So but we've done the arcs, which is a, a kind of a fantasy war epic between angels and demons. We've done, as you mentioned, penguins versus possums, which is just absolutely wonderful and just came out with their final 
issue after an eight issue series. Um, we also ventured into horror poetry. Yes. We did a, a collection called Fear Worms, which was written and illustrated by Robert Payne Cabine, and the cover was illustrated by Bill Sienkiewicz. Uh, wow. and yeah, it was really incredible. It's super spooky. Like if you remember scary stories to tell in the dark, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a nineties, uh, kids horror poetry book. This is that, but for adults. So it's even creepier and scarier and more gross. And, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really fun to read the poems out loud. Um, and then from there, we've had, uh, Hero Hotel by Yehudi Mercado, who you had the chance to speak with. Right. And, uh, now we're putting out series called Kinsey. Uh, which you interviewed the creators and uh, we're doing the issues for the 15 issues series digitally first in English and Spanish. And then we're collecting the trade uh, in print later this year in October. And then starting in two weeks, we'll start releasing the digital issues of the Gamma Gals by Stefano Terry. And uh, it'll be a four issue series that we'll collect uh, this fall. Uh, and there will be two bonus issues in the trade paperback. So it's certainly been keeping us busy. This We've been uh, publishing more titles this year than ever before. So it's been a challenge, but it's been such great content and working with such wonderful people that we are just super excited about it and, and love sharing these different stories with our, our audience. How, how do you get your your pool of talent? Where do you tend to find them? Do you uh, get a lot of submissions that you find people through? or How, how does that process work? Yeah, uh, we do get a, a fair amount of submissions for uh, the size that we are, I guess, as a company. Um, I would say we get at least a handful a month uh, that we take a look at. Um, but the most of these projects that we, uh, we're mentioning that we have published, um, if they didn't come from one, um, someone inside the company, uh, we've had the benefit of basically having friends approach us or... Uh, colleagues in the in the comic book industry that we've either met just by the uh the convention circuit where we might have tabled near them or um perhaps we've had them on our podcast or interviewed them or helped promote their work on our site um so luckily we've most of these books have been uh brought to us by people that either knew us and and sort of were able to take in what we were doing at cons and online and stuff and 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 sort of it was attractive to them or, you know, they were just uh, friends that we knew who were talented and eventually uh, brought an idea to us that we thought was was really worth pursuing. And and the benefit there really has been, um, you know, as you said, all these all these people that we work with are, are really, uh, really nice individuals. And uh, it always I mean, it's sure it's obvious to say, but it's always easier to work with uh, with people who are on the same page as you who, you know, who like to collaborate, things like that. So, so we've, we've been really lucky in that department. Do you have any advice to people who are submitting to publishers as things that you guys look for or that you can kind of point out and say, yeah, you know, this, this may be, uh, something you do or do not want to do when submitting to somebody for publication? Sure, absolutely. Um, uh, first, uh, for us, we have a bit of a, a unique submission policy in that because we are big supporters of creators of all experience levels, uh, when, when I receive submissions, I, or when I do panel discussions and talk about the indie self-publishing process, 
Um, I encourage people to email us at every stage of the production process because I'm always happy to answer questions. There, there are so many new creators that I want to foster their motivation and their creativity. So, um, people are always welcome to email us with questions or concerns or just, I'm really interested. Where do I begin? Um, as for the actual submissions, uh, we will be happy to take a look at anything. However, I do encourage those who are submitting that um, people who have more uh, projects that are at or near the completion process with regard to writing and art uh, are more likely uh, to get a, a more... Uh, Probably more cons- more consideration, which exactly. is easier for us to take on a project that's further yeah. on in the in the stage that matches uh, the voice of the company or something that we're we, you know we see in the project that we really like. Right. Then to like developing the projects, uh, we do sometimes, but uh, that's usually you know at least a three or four year commitment, depending on on how most individuals work, and we work with a lot of people who. Uh, are holding down another job sure. or have, you know, it might not be a day job. It might be something in their field, like comic book animation, something like that. But we're usually not their main uh, source of income. And so it takes a yeah. little bit of time for, you know, the process, the creative process. And it's it's actually the same for us. And, and people may not know this, but Bryant and I both have full-time day jobs. So we do this when we're able, which is a, a challenge sometimes. So uh, being that it's the two of us working on the publishing for the company, we want to ensure that we are only taking on as many projects that we can sincerely give our, you know, 1000% of our time and attention to. So our publishing slate is actually planned out for 2018 and, and some of 2019 as well. So, but we are always happy to look at submissions and those with uh, more complete story and art will get a, a more sincere and and more uh, more of a chance that we could take it on uh, if it matches with the the mission of the company. But but for those who are looking to submit elsewhere, I I always encourage before reaching out to a publisher, generally they will post their publishing or submission process on their website. So definitely take a look at that first, just to make sure that you're meeting their needs. Um, but an industry standard. It can usually be that they want to see five completed sequential art pages as well as a treatment of the story. Um, so if you can put that together, that's great. Uh, likewise, there are other companies like an image or boom studios who like to see a completed issue. So it really does range, but you're, as I said at the beginning, you're always welcome to reach out to us. We're happy to help. And even in the instances when we are not able to take on a project that someone has submitted, I am always happy to give recommendations to, as to other publishers that may be a good fit or or other recommendations just for moving forward in the process. So awesome. Um, were there any surprises to you guys when when you started this up? Any things that you hadn't anticipated, but once you got into the thick of it, if you're positive or negative, a surprise, oh, we didn't think this was uh, something that was going to happen. Um, you know, like, I guess there have been, there have been a few things like that. Um, it, it can be surprising how small the comic book industry is. Um, you really need to, uh, much like they say about Hollywood, you need to be conscious about, like, not burning bridges, maintaining good relationships, being aware of, of what messages you're putting out there, because I've, we've seen a lot of people, you know, react really negatively to, whatever a publisher not accepting their work or an artist being incredibly late and uh you know sort of react online or in public and it it quickly sp- uh spreads around 
almost to, mo- to almost everyone. You know, it, it mm-hmm. really is a, a small world. Um, and that, that can be, uh, advantageous too, because you know everybody, you can talk to everybody to a degree. There's not too many people that are like unapproachable. Um, so that, that's a real advantage. Other than that, um, I don't know that this was a surprise, but I feel like we've become even more, um, sure that like co- the, the comic book industry and the medium is something that is just a real haven for original storytelling. I, mm-hmm. I think that was something that we really enjoyed when we were first stepping into the publishing world. They, they had just finished, uh, the Civil War event at Marvel. Saga, I think, was just starting up. There, you know, image, the new image boom was sort of just starting to happen. And, uh, I mean, since then, it's just been really amazing, uh, what we've seen in regards to, um, advancement in, the types of storytelling, the diversity of storytelling, the kind of characters that we're getting in the comic book world. And I think sometimes it can feel like, you know, uh, with some of the, the backlash that, that, uh, or missteps that people make, um, it can feel like, oh, this is, this is this really tumultuous time or, or, uh, uh, chaotic time in, in the industry. But I feel like it's all, uh, in, in the wake of, of progress for, forward and and that's really exciting for us because uh we just love uh helping people tell original stories and telling original stories ourselves yeah i've heard that a lot of people um who are in the film industry are uh, really looking at comic books as a way of telling their stories if they're having trouble with with actually getting them turned into films simply because it does have that cinematic feel to it but it doesn't. It's not necessarily as mired into the red tape to get through to actually get your movie made. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a, a visual medium, so it translates really easily. And uh, people, you know, you don't have to pay for special effects. If you can pay an artist to draw what you think, then then you can literally do anything that you can think of. So I mean that is really helpful. Um, and again, it, it, like many of the things that we were just discussing, it's it's a double edged blade because uh it's really good because hollywood's looking for new material they're looking for uh stories that haven't been told and and they're consistently coming to the comic book world to do that um at the same time that means there's a lot of people that are getting into the comic book world and making comics uh with the intent of it becoming a movie or something so they're kind of putting the cart before the horse and Mm -hmm. i mean sometimes that works out but sometimes it, it results in in sort of uh being transparent, you can kind of feel that when you're reading the story a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of people that were, it, it goes all different ways. There's the people who are like, I just have to tell this story and this is the best way for me to sure. do it. But then there are other people like, oh, well, they make comics into movies. Yeah. Let's, let's just make a comic. The Avengers we'll made a million dollars. <laughs> we can make a million dollars too. And you're like, people in comics, uh, we, we're here, we're doing it for the love. There's, there's, some people make a lot of a lot of money, but it's it's not the industry to go into like become a billionaire. Right. 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 Well, and and I think that's the thing. I mean, the best stories and the best uh, the best storytelling happens when you have a passion for it, not necessarily when you're doing it because you want to make a buck. Sure. Well, very cool. Um, any other things coming up that we don't know about? Any any little peeks behind the curtain that we can get? Oh yes. Um, so, oh yes. You have a peek. Well, go ahead. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying don't peek. I just. Sure. I'm, I'm surprised as well. Um. Well, 
I don't know. We won't go into it too much. Uh, but you can uh, tease we whatever you're gonna tease. <laughs> in addition to uh, the Gamma Gals uh, series and the trade paperback coming out later this year, and the Keensey series and trade paperback, uh, there may be a return in some degree of our penguins and possums uh, this summer. So um, stay tuned for that. Oh, you can say that if you want. Can to. I say that? Yeah, right. you don't need to hold the, back on that. I, I forgot about that. Yes. Uh, the volume two, which collects. Uh, issues five through eight of the Penguins versus Possum series will be coming out in trade paperback uh, this June. It will be releasing at Amazing Las Vegas Convention uh, in June, so that'll be really exciting. And then uh, we've actually been hard at work on our 2018 releases. Uh, those I cannot share at this time. We, we so. can give a, a vague no. Let's yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, not going to go into that Never mind. right now, but uh, but it'll be really exciting. I'll say Top that. Top secret. Yes, and uh, confidential. In due time, we will share more <laughs> more information regarding this project. <laughs> well, that's that's good because I I have. Uh, gotten very used to it and very much enjoy uh, my Barbara Dylan emails. <laughs> when I oh, see your name pop up in my list, I'm like, yay, she's got somebody else to send me. Yes, um, absolutely. And uh, for, for any press listening out there, emails uh, for review requests will be going out for advanced reviews of the Gamma Gales number one this weekend. So stay tuned for that. And contact us if you're not on our press, exactly. our press list and you want to be. And so. I will be happy to email you. Yes. That's awesome. Um, well, very good. Thank you guys so much for for letting me uh, kind of pick your brain and and meet the people behind the people because, like I said, uh, it, it's been so fun working with you guys that I felt like I really need to at least talk to them so that I can, can hear <laughs> them in person. Yes. Um, well, it's wonderful to talk to you. Thank you so much for all of your support. And I do have to ask because uh, I follow you on Facebook as well. How is your new puppy doing? He he's had he's had a bit of a weekend. <laughs> um, I think we 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 have a trainer for him, and he the the trainer suggested that um, to get him. We had a week of accidents a couple weeks okay. ago, and so she suggested give him a treat after he goes to the restroom outside, and that will hopefully build up um, you know that reinforcement sure. and yeah and so we think that we've given him a treat with too much sugar in it oh. because he's just been crazy and just all over the place and barking and we just yesterday switched to a less sugary um treat that's more bacon based and uh and he is so much more mellow this morning <laughs> it's oh. phenomenal how quickly so so anybody out there who has new children and wonder about the whole thing about giving them fruit juice. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's real. The sugar, the sugar rumors are true, even with little puppies. Oh no! <laughs> so I think that's the big change that we're going to make is uh, is keep him a uh, little best, little less sugared up, and I think it'll be a much easier easier day all the way around. Totally understandable. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you for asking. Yes, he's, of he's we still just absolutely love him. He's oh good. Adorable. <laughs> uh do you guys have any shout outs? Um shout outs. Who do you want to yeah. give a shout out just to? Everyone on our staff, we are so appreciative. Michelle Brittany is our editorials manager. She works so hard in um kind of crafting our editorial content throughout the year. Um our uh all of our podcast hosts, um 
on the Fanbase Weekly. Yes. Uh, Claire Thorne and Drew Siragusa are our co-hosts. Uh, Tread Perilously, uh, Justin Robinson and Erica Maya, The Arkham Sessions, Dr. Andrea Letamendi and Brian Ward. Definitely. Um, am I missing one? Oh, with the Quality Time the with quality Family Time. Times. Oh my goodness, my brother's podcast. <laughs> uh, my brother Paul uh, and his co-hosts, Corey Pepper and Scott Jones. Um, all of the podcasts are on iTunes, so you can subscribe to those shows. And they're on our website as well. But uh, just all of our, we have contributors all across the country and in Singapore now. So uh, we just appreciate all of their hard work uh, throughout the year. Definitely. And uh, hello to everyone. Awesome. Hello to everyone. Um, I'd like to give a quick shout out to my friends Rob and Paula uh, for camping out with me on uh, online to get those tickets <laughs> yesterday <laughs> and, and making the process less stressful and uh, more bearable. So thanks, guys. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, coming up next week, we are talking to Void from uh, the geek to geek podcast about the Nintendo Switch, which I was very upset that I didn't plan better ahead and uh, pre-order mine. So he's going to be telling me whether or not it is worth me going out and getting the Nintendo Switch because I have yet to to acquire one um but maybe that's good because i've heard uh, <laughs> i've heard some some mixed reviews that some of them may not be as well as well made as oh, no. as one may may hope but uh yes yeah, so we will be talking to void next week and getting all that info all the music in this episode is by ben sound and is being used under a creative commons license you can find more music by ben sound at bensound.com you can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at epicgrays. And I know you guys have uh, mentioned a couple of your, your contact info, but... Any any places that you can kind of review for us the the highlights? Absolutely, you can always go to fanbasepress.com. All of our comics, graphic novels, as well as all of the uh, reviews, interviews, and podcasts that we do can be found there. And we are throughout all of the the social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MZ, iTunes, YouTube, everything except MySpace. <laughs> I always forget that MySpace was a thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, thank you guys so much for, for joining us this week. And uh, listeners, if you have not yet checked out uh, the, the wonderful things over at Fanbase Press, please, please, please make sure you give them a look because uh, it's, it's great stuff being produced by great people. Thank you so much, and thank you for having us. We yes. really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. And for all of you listening out there, remember this week... Keep it geek.